Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. UW Sheep Unit Research Program Manager Todd Taylor has a smile on his face discussing plans for this coming year. He recently dispersed a group of ewes to replenish the herd with new genetics after an ongoing research project was completed. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Taylor is welcoming new and ongoing research projects into the barn and helps to encourage more student involvement. Um, I will probably have some student workers this fall that will, at least one student worker that will work for me this fall. Being in Arlington, we don't have as much student presence out at the farm as what I'd you know really like to have because it's so far away for them to drive. And with class schedules and things like that, if they don't have large blocks of time to come out, it's pretty tough for them to come out. With the lack of a sheep production class, you know that also makes it challenging. We don't have a lot of classes that we take sheep to campus for much anymore. Other than the introductory animal science class, we will take sheep up and do a week long or a couple of days worth of uh, hands-on work with the beginning animal science class students. So that that will happen, I think, in November, I believe. How was the summer for you? Did you have the help you needed then, in a sense, or how did you battle the heat, especially? So the, the summer went pretty fast, to be honest with you. And to be honest, I kind of backed off. I did not have any student help this year. It was just myself and my hired man, and then we recruited some off-and-on help from beef unit employees to help us get through the summer. My schedule was pretty tough this year. I judged a few state fairs this year, and it's the first time I've been in the judging arena probably since the COVID year. I haven't been doing as much judging, but I wound up taking three different uh, state fairs this year that I traveled to. So it left my hired man to do most of the work for me, and he was able to handle it pretty well. We are down on numbers a little bit at the farm this year because we finished a long-term genetics research project. So I dispersed a group of ewes that were pretty similar related that I needed to to replenish stock with new genetics so I sold about 115 ewes this spring and we're keeping back 60 to 70 ewe lambs to replace those ewes and build back up from there so it was a good summer to go without help other than the fact that I was on the road a lot whereas we didn't have quite as much going on so we were able to get through the heat was a challenge the ewes you know and, and the lambs we we struggled a little bit keeping them cool keeping them on feed they don't like to eat when it's warm keeping fresh water in for them was important and critical. So we had some challenges, but we got through it. How is that interest among students at UW or even other schools throughout the area? That's tough for me to gauge in terms of the actual students themselves. There's a lot of good sheep kids that come through the 4-H and FFA programs that, to be honest, you know, we'd like to have more of them come to UW-Madison, but I think a lot of those students are now going to Platteville and River Falls. It's it's really been a, a challenge for us to entice them to come to Madison, and I'd like to change that a little bit. You know, I, I think that's going to change, hopefully, with new faculty coming in. We've got some new enthusiastic faculty that uh, hopefully we can keep some sheep or production ag kids involved in the program as well. So I look forward to seeing how things change in the next four or five years in that that respect. What are some of the projects that you're going to be seeing this fall? The sheep unit is designed to support research extension and teaching all three. And research right now in the last four or five years, actually last six years, has really ramped up out there. Uh, We have a genetics professor on campus, Dr. Hassan Khatib, that is, is an animal genetics uh, professor that's doing an epigenetics project. And what I tell people that, that kind of makes it e- 
easy to relate to or, or a little simplified. It's a pretty substantial project, but to simplify it, it's basically the old adage that you get told you are what you eat. Well, what we're looking at is you are what your parents or your grandparents ate. So we're feeding these animals a rumen-protected amino acid, a methionine product uh, that these animals will ingest. They will absorb it in their lower intestines. And the thought behind it is, is we're trying to see what methylization or what the methionine does to the DNA of that animal. So does it change it? So we've got full sibling pairs. One of them is on the methionine and one of them is not. And like I said, we've been doing this for about six years now. Um, We're just starting a new trial. We finished up a five-year trial uh, where we saw some differences. We're starting a new one now. And it's it's really a cool project. He's got quite a bit of grant money for this project. Uh, Got a lot of lot of traction for it nationally and internationally and like I said basically what we're doing is we're trying to see by balancing for this or changing the amino acids in the ration how it affects their their DNA code and then ultimately affects their performance and how that performance is inherited generation after generation after generation so it's been done in small animals in mice and rats to a certain extent you know some of it comes out of human medicine and you know some of the causes of diabetes and some of the current health issues that we have in in humans now can be traced back to what their parents or their grandparents ate during the depression and the world wars so that's kind of where it comes from we're just trying to intensify our research on that to see if you know we need to be more careful about what we're eating and how it affects our our offspring later on so we're using sheep as a model for that we'll see what kind of effect it has on animal production as well but it's really some pretty cool research and you kind of touched on this already but looking ahead for some of those classes that you're going to be offering can you give us a little overview of what we can expect our outreach program is just is just incredible and and it's, it's all I can do to keep up with it. And I'm fortunate I've got a couple of extension agents through the state that help me. We are actually currently, and this is kind of a maybe putting my cart before the horse right now, but we are in the process of planning a sheep school. I'm not going to call it a lambing school. We did a lambing school last winter. We we're actually going to do a sheep school, kind of a three-day event in October at Arlington. My hope is is that we can do a awful lot of hands-on. We'll have a lot of things going on between fall lambing, fall breeding for spring lambing, uh, sharing demos we can we can do all kinds of things in october that we can't traditionally do in in spring and and winter schools so so we are in the process of planning that we're just getting the outline together for the the whole program and then i could imagine that that information will be coming out shortly within the next couple of weeks we'll get registration information for that we do have a sharing school scheduled for december it's it's a thursday and friday i want to say around the 13th 14th 15th whatever those thursday that thursday and friday is in december at arlington and again, I'm a little concerned about that because we're down on you numbers, so I'm not sure how many we're going to have this year and how many registrants we're going to have this year. We will have Arlington Sheep Days again next spring. Uh, whether or not we have a spring lambing school or if we just do an open house in, in Arlington sometime during lambing season in February or early March, that's kind of yet to be determined. But And then, of course, everything we do here at Sheep and Wool Festival is just, you know, it's I love doing it. It's the excitement for the, the people that we visit with here and the opportunity to to pass on our knowledge to, to other producers is just it's just a fun exciting event between the the lambing display and the, the sharing demos and then we help with the youth sweepstakes event and you know just all the different educational things that we can put on here is really fun are there any new breeds that you're seeing become more popular when it comes to this or what kind of trends are you seeing within that aspect um you know nationwide i think there's a trend
trend to, you know, with the lack of shearing and the lack of wool price, wool prices are so poor right now. And with the closing in the mid-states wool mill in, in Ohio, you know, I'm afraid that we're going to see a trend. A lot of, a lot more fleece sheep are going to disappear and we're going to see a lot more of the hair breeds like the Dorpers and the Katahdins pop up. And we're already seeing an influx of those breeds through the, the south and the southeast, especially the Katahdins are getting very popular because they are a hair breed. You don't have to shear. Plus they're highly tolerant to disease and parasites so the you know that where they've got wetter climates they, they like those breeds and of course the hair breeds the dorpers and some of those breeds have taken over most of texas so that's a, a been a been a big shift um some of the other you know on the show ring side some of the other breeds like the 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 shetlands continue to stay strong and and the baby doll south downs are popping up everywhere all of a sudden as as kind of a novelty breed um so there's there's some cool things you know it's 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 a positive time it's a good time to be involved in the sheep industry there's a there's a lot of cool things happening i mean like i said if if you want to learn anything and everything about sheep reach out to me if you have questions that's what we're here for my email address uh is todd taylor at whisk.edu that's the best way to get a hold of me uh, we do have a facebook page uw madison sheep program is on facebook you, you can reach out to me whenever that was uw sheep unit research program manager todd taylor if you or someone you know are interested in learning more about the sheep unit or being involved Email Todd at Todd Taylor at WISC.edu. From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Charity Seebecker.